Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. Jeremy, we are two days closer we to are the closer, marathon. Closer to kick, kickoff, buddy. Yep, I know. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm Tomorrow ready. we'll pack up that car. Yep. We'll get on the road to Detroit. Detroit. Beautiful Detroit, Michigan. I'm excited. I know. Me too. Me too. Yeah, you, we, we have... I can uh, smell, smell the air <laughs> in, in Ford Field as we speak. Yeah, we got our press conferences tomorrow yep. and uh, walkthroughs and have a couple of meetings. And then before you know it, I know it'll Friday, be noon. Friday, it'll be noon on Friday. Friday just seems like a blur. Yeah. It, I mean, with driving up and, and getting yeah. through all that stuff. I mean, it's stuff we have to do, obviously, to preview the game, but it just goes by so fast. I think everyone's thinking of the game. I mean, <laughs> the only thing on people's minds at this point. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And uh, I, I can't I can't wait. I think this game, once again, we talked about it when we talked with Bob Generelli in our, in our last episode and when we kind of previewed the game, but this game features two teams with uh, very good defenses. Uh, Central Michigan's offense has been rolling. I think Miami, uh, you know, may, might be able to stay with them. Yeah, they uh, won six out of seven. That's I mean, obviously going to be the key. You got to score more points than the other team to I've win. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that expert analysis that's from Saber, Jeremy Guy. Saber metrics. Saber metrics. Yeah, the, the team <laughs> yeah. with the higher score always wins. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think. Um, I'm really pumped for this game. It, two teams that have not uh, been in the championship game for a while, and yeah. for them to be back at Ford Field and uh, be hungry for that title. I, yeah, gonna I was going to say. I was going to say. I think that's always one of the best parts is if you have two really hungry teams wanting that. I mean, it just makes the atmosphere that much more exciting. I think we're, we might we might have a packed house. Hey. It's it's sounding like uh, yeah, there's going to be some people showing up, man. Well, if if you haven't bought your ticket yet, yes. you should buy your ticket to the game. We'd love to host you on Saturday at Detroit's Ford Field. Beautiful Ford Field. Beautiful. Where the where the temperature's always 70 degrees. Dude, it's nice in there. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's it's better than November are football. You a, are you a big... Uh, uh, how do you feel? I mean, I know we, like, like, we do a championship about indoors, well, looking and it's back, great. Looking back but when are you I outdoor? played football, you know. Yeah. Uh, wow. n- <laughs> no, I have no football experience whatsoever. <laughs> um, as a fan, I... Uh, I mean, it's I'd, nice just taking off a coat and yeah, being comfortable. Yeah, it is. No, I think as a fan, it's really nice. Yeah. I think playing, I think it's almost fun to be in that, like, slippery you temperature. You want to be outdoors? Yeah, I think yeah. that would be kind of cool. I just feel like the game of football meant to be played outdoors. Yeah. That being said, I went to Brown's game a couple weeks ago, and I was freezing. Yeah. And it would have re- been really nice to have a dome on that stadium. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, we'll never have a dome in Cleveland. No, but. no. But I, th- I think that you can look at it both ways and um the elements uh i think when you're playing football the elements should play a factor well i don't know i almost disagree or you're taking it out yeah. I, i'm taking it out because in a, a championship game of this you know magnitude you don't want something silly to determine the game that's true and you know if you take that out of the equation i think you know it's an, one it, less thing it, to worry about it's an I age guess. old discussion sure and, and, and question and uh yeah, I think from a fan perspective, I would much rather be sitting in a seat, enjoying the, the nice, comfortable atmosphere. Yeah, being down on the sidelines when it's 70 degrees is much different. But thing. there's something uh, to be seen. When you see some of these games on TV and the snow's kind of falling down, yeah. it's just like, oh, man, this is this is yeah. awesome. This is football. This is yeah. awesome. I forget what the NFL game. Uh, Giants? Packers. Giants, Packers, Packers? Giants. Yeah. yeah, this past weekend yeah. when they yeah. were shoveling the yeah. lines <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. snow was coming down. In the Wisconsin uh Minnesota game oh, this past mm-hmm. weekend. The yep, snow for sure. You know, you just get that feeling, man. This is this is awesome. Yeah. This I, is I awesome. was I was happy I was watching them on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, well, you know, we'll we'll see. I, I think 
I think again that I, I'm ready for whatever comes Saturday. Yeah, we could have. We a, don't know what to expect, to no. be honest. And no. uh, but that's the best part. I yes. mean, really, you got two teams that could both easily win and both easily play well and win a MAC championship. So yeah. I, I'm very excited. Well, uh, I've been out of the office a couple of days. What's been going on? Just getting ready for the game? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you, you've you been a busy man. Busy man. Out of the office for uh, yeah. NCAA visits. Yeah, we got the, uh, once again, we have the NCAA men's basketball first and second rounds coming to Cleveland, playing at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And we've had uh, quite a few days of a site visit with, yep. the, with the fine folks at the NCAA and have uh, what do you kind think? of started to cross the T's, dot the I's. What do you think? They impressed so far oh yeah i mean how could you not be impressed with that building well yeah uh, not just the building but you know with you guys too yeah I, very well, impressive yes. people <laughs> running running this tournament well yeah i mean we're, we're the first people they saw they knew best in the biz yeah yeah best in the biz uh it was a it was a great time with them it was great you know we met with not only the folks from the nca we met with a bunch of hotels in the area uh the cleveland sports commission and then everyone over at rocket mortgage Fieldhouse just did your normal site visit stuff, but I was part of all that. And yeah. during championship week, it's a lot. I'll tell it's you what my favorite part was, the 130-slide PowerPoint that yeah. you guys put together. Yeah, really riveting stuff. Well, Jeff put through. that together. Well, Friend of the podcast, Jeff yeah. Bacon. He's been on before. <laughs> he he threw that all together, and we had to present it. Yeah, Whew. we had a lot of, lot of site things, a lot of um, going over spaces in the arena. Yep. I don't think people realize how much goes into all these. I mean, oh, we are man, talking. You're talking the mi- most minute things yes. like you know we're going over uh everything yesterday and it's the start of december and you yeah. know people are like well the, the ncaa tournament doesn't happen till march but we and you would be right th- <laughs> yeah it doesn't th- this is this is our site visit but we've been dealing with stuff ever since the summer and and further back about this for this championship well, yeah man we're talking about uh we're already talking about the women's final four in 2024. So yeah. we got some years before that comes, yeah, but I, you know, it's, it's always a process and you gotta, you gotta be ready for that kind of stuff. Cause yeah. it does, it does come fast and you forget about it. But, but the great part about doing all this the last couple of days, is just, it does put you in the mindset of the, the basketball tournament is right around the corner yep. and not only the NCAA tournament, but a week earlier, our tournament. And so yeah. it just puts you in that mindset. I know we're talking football today, uh, but once this game ends, at least for me, yeah, it, is full, it is full uh, go, uh, full steam ahead for, for basketball and everything that we have to do. We're going to have a quite a busy March. Yeah, no, and I, and I like that. I like the ability to kind of focus on a few sports at once. I think that's nice. I know crossover season is so crazy for all of us. It, it kind of takes us, you know, different places at, at different times. But, yeah, to be able to focus on, on one sport is, is awesome. I love that yeah. time. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, and it's gonna be here before we know it for yep. sure. So, with um, not only is that gonna be here before we know it, but again, like we said, uh, we, are, we are getting closer and closer. We're now about uh, eight minutes uh, closer to the game than we were <laughs> when we first said <laughs> when the game was coming up. So we're we are we're coming up on forty eight hours almost. Yeah, I think to game time. So at at this point. Yeah, today uh, we're going to bring you uh, two of the voices uh, that you'll hear on Saturday calling the game. We have Steve Baker, who's been at Miami University. 31 years. 31 years. uh, Longtime voice of the Red Hawks. He provides his uh, um, insight on Miami. And then we have Adam Jaxa. uh, Not exactly sure his number of years, but he's been a student at Central Michigan. He's been around the program forever. He has his own podcast called Fly the Sea. 
and he will break down everything um, with, the, related. With, with the chips and uh, what they need to do in order to come away with the title. Um, so you'll hear a lot of great insight from both of these guys. Uh, they break it down. They've been covering them all season long and way better to hear from them than us. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they're the experts. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're not at every game which uh, is kind of tough, but, you know, we talk to these guys, and they definitely know their stuff. We watch them, but they know these teams inside and out. And, it, it, it's and you'll hear really, that. They, yeah. they have the experience to prove that. So. It's, it's really great stuff, so uh, we hope you enjoy. First, we'll get to hear from uh, Steve Baker and then followed by Adam Jackson. Enjoy. Next, we are joined by Steve Baker. Steve is the voice of the Red Hawks. You'll hear him this weekend on Saturday as we gear up for the Marathon Mac Football Championship. Steve, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, A little sad today, but doing well. Yeah, yeah. We had some uh, horrible news that we received from uh, play-by-play announcer for Central Michigan just last evening. um, uh, Passed away tragically in a car accident and... uh, Don Chido, uh, you know, what, what memory of Don, um, you know, do you, do you have, and, and just talk about him as a broadcaster and a person? Well, you know, the Mac is lucky to have uh, a lot of guys that have been in the business for a while and have been the voices of their schools uh, for a while. And I'm lucky enough to be here at Miami to do what I do. And Don is, uh, you know, I think he and I are a lot alike in that, uh, he uh, absolutely was the number one most ardent supporter of Central Michigan, and I kind of feel that way about myself in Miami. And uh, more importantly, uh, you know, yeah, we love our teams and we love our sports and we love our jobs and we love what we do, but Don loved his family. Uh, his wife and two daughters uh, were always number one on the priority list. And, uh, you know, having having two daughters myself, I, I know exactly uh, how he uh, felt about that. And, uh, you know, Don and I, you know, being across divisions didn't get a chance to see each other very often. Yeah. But uh, every time we did, uh, you know, we always exchanged stories. Don called me Monday, as a matter of fact, Monday morning. And uh, we started talking about the teams getting ready for the broadcasts and uh, coming up this weekend. And uh, like you and like everybody else, uh, just just totally in shock and uh, almost unbelieving of uh, what happened last night in Alma. And uh, certainly my thoughts, prayers, and uh, those of everybody here at Miami University are with uh, not only Don's family, but the Central Michigan family and uh, athletes and the the department, but also all the fans that uh, love listening to Don because I know they all love him. Yeah, it's obviously a a great reminder to – Tell your loved ones, you know how much you they mean to you, and um, and, and I know I know there's no bigger Chippewa fan than than Don, um, and right. everything he did, and you know the, the fact that they're playing in the championship game, and like you said, getting ready for this game, it's just it's heartbreaking. It's everything about it is, and uh, anytime you lose someone, but you know it's uh, absolutely it, it, it doesn't hurt the Central Michigan family, but the the Mac family. Yeah. He brought a lot to this conference. I I know. Just dealing with them, uh, I, I guess my my biggest interactions were always around the basketball tournament, and you know him strolling mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. and getting up to that Joe Tate perch and helping him out, <laughs> and you know all that, and and that's kind of the interaction where a lot of you guys I, I come into contact yeah. is, is is around our our championships clearly. So uh, yeah, just a tr- tremendous guy, and uh, again I yeah, prayers to his family. Yeah, for sure. prayers to his family. Yeah. We're we're definitely thinking of them. Um, yeah. 
you you did touch on and I guess our first question you know you've been at you've been in Miami for quite some time uh yeah what 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 makes Miami and, and Oxford just such a special place for you uh, you know, I grew up around here, number one, uh, have always been a uh, part of the Oxford community and, uh, you know, about the university. And uh, when I came back up here, uh, geez, uh, 35 years ago, I had worked in Florida and, you know, had done uh, a lot of high school and that sort of stuff. And I, I knew I wanted to get back involved in sports. And luckily, the station that I was working for here in town was carrying the games and eventually got into it and, you know, working with Omar Williams and John Pont. But the university is such a special place. Number one, you know, it is the most beautiful campus that ever there was. And, uh, you know, that is, that is a nonstop. But, you know, what Miami and what Miami Athletics has always stood for, I, I mean, I came back when Richard Schreider was still the AD here, and it was all people. I mean, mm-hmm. everything was based on people. And it's developed that way the entire – now I'm in my 31st year here of, of it being involved in the games, and it's still – about the people, but more importantly, it's about the student athletes and making sure that they get the best that they can get and have the best support and, uh, you know, have the best classes, have the best degree that they can possibly get. And, uh, you know, the graduating champions mantra here is not only do you get your degree from Miami University, but you're going to get that degree while you're wearing championship jewelry. And, uh, you know, that's our goal. That's everything that we all work for. Every single person in this department led by David Saylor. And, uh, you know, it's, it's still it's still about the people that work here and about the student athletes. And, and those are our focuses. And that's that's probably what I love the most. Well, in 31 years of, of working at Miami, I'm sure you've gotten the chance to see uh, quite a number of great teams come through there, especially in, in football. What what makes uh, this Miami team, you know, part of that great culture? And, and what do you what do you see in this team? You know, I was talking to Adam Jackson about that earlier this week for his podcast and you know I, I think the thing about this team that I like the most is um, that they are a team they, they they really play for each other they have this tenacity that they don't mind being an underdog in anything and you know they're gonna just you know nothing seems to phase them uh, when they're down with they make a you know a, a bad play or something they're gonna bounce back right from it and uh you know, very businesslike in that attitude. And, you know, you talk to all the guys, the offense lifts up the defense, the defense lifts up the offense, special teams. Um, you know, and that, that's what I've been most impressed by. I mean, these guys played a bear of a non-conference schedule, then played the top three teams from a year ago in the MAC in their first seven games. And, you know, they never blinked. I mean, uh, they gave up 90-some points in a row between Ohio State and Buffalo. They're down 14-3, and then come back and win that game. Yeah. Uh, a lot of teams would have just, you know, okay, well, we're done. But, you know, they just continue to play. And it's been that way pretty much every game this season that, you know, they whether they've been on the road and they've been on the road a lot uh, or, or at home, they just they just never blink. They're always there for each other. And I, I, that's probably the most – that's the trademark of this team, I think. Yeah, and, and you talk about that non-conference schedule. I mean, when you load it up with Ohio State, Cincinnati, Iowa, playing those kind of teams – in in your mind or in your perspective, how how does that pre- prepare that team for the rest of of conference play to to be in a position that they're in now? You know, it's it's always a coin flip. Uh, you you got to go. You know, at this level, you got to go play some of those games. Yep. Uh, it just worked out on the schedule this year. You got two of the toughest teams in the <laughs> Big Ten, and probably an eventual national champion yep. in Ohio State. 
uh, Cincinnati is uh, you know on the rise, and obviously they're they're very good. Tough loss the other night, but you know a very very good football team. So yeah, you know usually that's going to toughen you up, and and you know you're going to see what big time football is all about, and how you compete, and how you go out there and play. Uh, you, you know, in a, in a season like this, when you're playing three of them, you just hope to survive. Well, um, and you know, we we lost some key players. I mean, you, you know, we never had a set starting offensive line. I don't think until game six or seven, even. Uh, and even now, we've got two true freshmen on the offensive line. Uh, it, it's it's a tough thing to do. And you know, again, over 31 years, we played everybody, whether it's Michigan State or you know, Florida. I mean, you just have to go play those games because it's a big part of your budget. But you know, I think you learn how tough you really are. Uh, I, I know Tommy Doyle got hurt in one of the games, but his 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 uh, game against Epineza in uh, Iowa. Nobody's shut Evanesa down since then, <laughs> and and Tommy Doyle did that. So you know he, he gave him an idea of okay, I can do this, and I, I think that's across the board. You get some of those things, and you learn how to play as a team, and you know you really learn the next guy up mentality, which this team has had all season long. Well, I'll tell you what, Steve, we were both up in uh, the command center watching the Ohio State game, and when you guys were up five nothing, we were we were cheering on, man. Yeah. We were we were ready to go. We were, cool. we were, <laughs> we, yeah, we oh, were like when we got that safety, I was like, all right, here we go. This is gonna be this is gonna be yeah. one of those games. But yeah, had uh, you had you ever been before going to Iowa? Had you ever seen the the tradition, the wave? Have you had oh, you yeah. been? Uh, oh, I you had, had not seen the wave. Uh, yeah. The last time that we were out there, it was not in place at the time. They were building the hospital, right. as a matter of fact. Uh, last time that we were out there, but obviously seeing it on TV is one right. day. But, man, yeah. being there and seeing that tradition and seeing everybody in the stadium, everybody in the stadium stop doing what they're doing and turn around and wave to those kids, uh, to me it is the most special yep. new tradition in, in all of college football. Yeah, it's fantastic. My, my cousin played ball there, and, uh, again, when he played, that hospital had not been built, so I was never a part of right. that uh, during his time there. But, uh, yeah, when you see that on TV, I, I haven't seen it in person, but I, I was wondering if this past year was that first time in, in person. Oh, it, and it, it, it's, it's amazing. I mean, because you get so wrapped up in the broadcast, and, you know, as, as a broadcaster, okay, it's first media timeout, you call for the break, and, you take a breath, and then then you just realize, okay, wait, first media timeout, and you look, yeah, and everybody is turned toward that hospital, and the kids are all up there. It, it, yeah, it's, it's really incredible. just an amazing thing to see. Yeah, it's one of those special things in college football. It makes college football so special yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about uh, Brett for a little bit. He is the first true freshman to ever start uh, mm-hmm. this season at Miami. Obviously, won uh, MAC Freshman of the Year this year, this past Wednesday. Right. Um, what right. do you What do you kind of see in him this year that that can eventually, you know, turn him into a star in this league? Well, I, I, I tell you what, his decision making has gotten better and better and better. You know, his his maturity and Terry Bridge, my color and I guy, talk about it all the time. You know, you can see his progress from game to game to game. Um, you know, when we uh, played at Western Michigan, he threw a pick six, and you could tell the rest of the game it really wore on him. He came back the next week and was rock solid, ready to go, and you know never looked back from that performance again. And uh, you know, it's 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 just a, I, I think a level of maturity. Number one, playing the level of high school ball that he did in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and then coming in here and you know knowing. That you know, as a freshman, you have a chance to compete for the starting spot. You've been told, hey, it's wide open, 
and uh, you just come in here and compete. And, you know, it, it, I think it was neck and neck going into fall camp, and you could watch fall camp and see that, you know, not only did he have the, the skills to do it, but he also had the leadership skills to do it. And uh, even as a true freshman, you know, there has to be that level of trust with the other guys that are out there, the other 10 guys, and you can see him develop that. And uh, I, I just think he's got the skills to do it. Obviously, uh, if he was four inches taller, he probably wouldn't yeah. be at Miami right now. Uh, but, you know, it's, you know, we're lucky to have him, and I, I think he's going to be a great quarterback at this do you, level. Do you think his brother has, like, a, a little bit of an effect on that maturity just oh, being absolutely. around the game and stuff? Absolutely. Uh, they talk every day. Wow. I mean, they will talk on the phone every day. And, you know, Brett will uh, talk to him about, you know, schemes and, hey, I saw this today in film and, you know, and Blaine will, will give him pointers. And, you know, they, it's, it's a great family relationship. I talked to his dad, uh, you know, on the road and he said, yeah, he said, man, they, they talk to each other all the time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those relationships that, hey, if you got it, you might as well take it. Oh, absolutely. Of it. Yeah. And, uh, and Brett, Brett has done that. So. And Brett, and we talked a little bit about about Tommy. We talked about uh, Brett. Uh, a lot of a lot of Red Hawks getting some All Mac uh, distinction yesterday. But we'll f- mm-hmm. we'll focus on the first teamers. What else? What is what is Doug Costin meant and Kyle Kramer meant? They're they're also first team teamers uh, from the uh, Red Hawks you know, to Kyle the team. Kramer. Uh, Kyle Kramer is one of the most focused dudes on the team. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's had he's had a couple of bad, you know, maybe one bad game. But uh, uh, he is, he has a goal in his mind, and it was plus 45.4 or whatever it was. And he lived right around that the entire season long. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a great situational punter, mm-hmm. you know, putting it down inside the uh, 20. And, uh, you know, a guy that can flip the field in any situation is what you need to have. And certainly Kyle has done that for us all season long particularly in, in an offensive unit that, you know, doesn't put a whole lot of points on the board and you want to give your defense the best shot, you got to have a guy flip the field. And that's what Kyle's done for us all, all season long. And, and Doug Costin, I, I tell you what, this, this kid is a rock up front uh, for us. He's, he's the guy that makes the defensive line go. Uh, a year ago, we couldn't put pressure on the quarterback with seven guys up front. Uh, this year, with four guys, uh, we're putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Twelve sacks a couple of weeks ago, uh, and Doug's a big, big part of that. You really have to you have to concentrate a couple of guys on Doug, or else he's going to find a way to make the play, and still usually does make the play. Yeah, we got. Uh, I remember. Go ahead. I remember talking to, to Chuck early before the season started. He said, you watch me. And if you need somebody defensively to make a play, it's going to be Doug Costin. I was going to say, we got the chance to go see that Ohio game um, when you guys mm-hmm. traveled to Ohio. And he, he was a beast at the end. We were just watching him play the last, you know, five, ten minutes and him getting to the quarterback. It was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, who's maybe one of the guys, you know, we have the – championship game coming up this Saturday uh who's maybe one guy that's not on the radar that we should look out for uh there's probably a couple of them uh defensively uh Sterling Weatherford I think he's one of the best DBs in the in the conference uh he and Mike Brown uh both uh have just been playing outstanding football for us all season long Mike Brown a couple of uh pick sixes and you know, if it wasn't for penalties, uh, you know, calling back an interception, Sterling Weatherford probably would have five or six interceptions right now. Uh, he's he's just been around the football all all year long. Uh, of course, the the rabbits, the two freshmen up front that have uh, made an impact over the last couple of weeks, Ivan Pace and Lonnie Phelps Jr. 
uh, up front are, are probably uh, going to make, uh, hopefully make an impact on Saturday. Uh, in the linebacking core, Ryan McWood uh, is, is, has been solid. Uh, offensively, uh, yeah, I think everybody's healthy. Jalen Bester has just been on a tear over the last several games and, you know, 11 rushing touchdowns. And it seems like all 11 have been in like the last four weeks. Yeah. Uh, he's broken off a couple of big 47 yard runs, uh, had a 16 yard touchdown run breaking tackles last week. Um, I think he's going to be a big part of it. Uh, Jack Sorensen's healthy. Um, you know, he's probably on everybody's radar. But uh, I, I really like this offensive unit and what they've been able to do. And uh, I know that Tommy Doyle's healthy on the offensive line. So uh, hopefully we'll go in there with all the guns ablazing. And, of course, uh, if we get within a 54-yard field goal, Sam Sloan is going to be there. <laughs> yeah, Eric brought up that game that was on the college football 150th, the, the Battle of Bricks, and we were there. And yeah. the kid's got a leg. That is no doubt about oh, yeah. it. <laughs> he is money. and. uh and yeah, like you said, if it comes down to that, you got to be feeling good, especially in a in a dome, right? I mean, no, no yeah, conditions. exactly. And yeah, he is. You know, and and he has really, you know, you know, talk, talk about guys that work on their craft. Uh, Sam has really worked on it, worked on it all throughout the off season. Has developed his body, developed the leg. Uh, when you see him walk out there, you're thinking this guy's too small to be a kicker. Mm -hmm. uh, but he really has a leg, and uh, I think he's going to have a solid chance next year. I really do. Nice. Well, uh, we appreciate your time. We can't let you go. I, I think I know who you're going to predict to win the game, but <laughs> what what type of score? What type of score do you see with with two teams that bring in Boy, quite I, some see, defense? See now that that's that's almost a harder question than who's going to win the game uh, <laughs> because we we know Central Michigan could put points on the board. Yeah. Uh, you don't come in averaging 500 yards of total offense without being able to put points on the board. 40 some points in the last uh, in each of the, what, the last three or four yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you know that they're going to come in. You just hope to contain them. You can't stop them, so you hope to contain them. Uh, and, you know, it's going to come down to uh, basically what Chuck, Chuck Martin calls his keys every week. you got to win the turnover battle. Yep. you got to win the chunk play battle, which Central Michigan owns the chunk play battle yeah. on almost everybody else. So you gotta you got to win that battle. You can't turn it over. And, you know, you've got to be able to run the football. And we'll obviously have a tough time against a, a pretty stout Central Michigan defense. But I like our chances. Um, the, probably if it gets up in the 40s, who knows what's going to happen. But <laughs> I'd like love to see that. a game maybe in the 20s or 30s and uh, and see Miami on top. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, it could it could go either way. We could have one of these Maction uh, legendary games with a lot of scoring. Or... I tell you, it, you just don't know. You yeah. just don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the best part. That, that's the best. Recently. Right. Yeah, it, as Chuck said, you don't get to Detroit and get to go play a bunch of uh, a bunch of slots. You're gonna play a pretty good football <laughs> yeah. team. So. Yeah, you know? we, yeah, we've we've seen them all up there. I know you've you've been along the ride, maybe not mm -hmm. there in person, but you've witnessed all these games. And like sure. you said, once once you get to that championship game, we saw last year yeah, with I Buffalo mean, being up by a ton, and NIU comes storming back in that second half. And, right. Uh, you know, we've well, had our share of of legendary games. So who knows? Yeah, I've got, I've got fond memories of Detroit, guys. Last time I was up there, uh, we converted on a fourth and 20 and won the championship. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. Well, Steve. Yeah, we'll, 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 we, we take that again, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, Steve, we, we look forward to seeing you up at Ford Field. Again, the game uh, Saturday at noon on ESPN2, and we just want to uh, thank you and appreciate your time. Hey, no problem, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank Thanks, you. Steve.
We'd now like to welcome in CMU Chippewas play-by-play man, Adam Jaxa. Adam, how are you, buddy? Guys, I'm hanging in. It's uh, It's been a tough 24 hours just with the with the news that's come out, yeah. but man, it's, uh, you're, certainly, you're certainly happy the Chippewas are in this game again. It's, it's been 10 years, and we're excited to see all the fans that turn out and, and see you guys down there in Detroit on Saturday in what should be a really good and fun football game. Yeah, and, and before we start all the football talk, you know, r- real life has to go on, and uh, and and just the unfortunate and, and tragic news uh, about Don and um, you know him passing away yesterday. Uh, what has Don meant to you uh, in your time at CMU, and just everything that he's probably taught you along the way? Yeah, I mean, he's he's been everything. When you when you talk about trying to make it in a, a very difficult business that's extremely competitive you have allies and people that support you and mentors and I, I mean Don's number one for me the the guy has has helped me so much critique my stuff willingly talks with me every single day uh you know gives me advice in life and in broadcasting and he's just a guy that you know everybody loved to see him you know whether it was we were going to visit another Mac school or whoever we were going to see people respected Don. And, you know, he was passionate about the job. He loved central Michigan. He loved this community and uh, the people appreciated, you know, what he did. And, you know, the, the thing that breaks my heart is, is Don took over, you know, the play by play duties in 2010. And, you know, this, this was going to be it. This was going to be his first Mac championship call. And, you know, unfortunately that just, that, that wasn't in the cards for him. So we are absolutely devastated um for don and and love him to death and uh we're gonna miss him like like hell you know moving forward but uh i tell you what the the cmu community the broadcasting the athletic community just has been overwhelmingly tremendous and it's not even been 24 hours guys i mean it's yeah. it's been overwhelming how supportive everybody has been and you know it, it shows you how tight really this community as a whole is yeah, we, we just talked uh, prior to this interview, we talked to Steve Baker from Miami and uh, just what, what Don meant to him. And you know, I brought up that my interaction every year is at the, the basketball tournament when Don's showing up and setting up his radio stuff. Is, is there any story that you have? You know, you always want to reflect on a, a funny story or a good story. Is there something that sticks out for you um, with your time in dealing with him? Any, any type of fun thing? Yeah, I mean, the best thing for for Don is is he would give it out to you. You guys know he's a he's an incredibly supportive and nice human being. But you know, he would dish it out and give you some crap, and he'd be willing to take it back. And my thing with Don, you know, I always got on him for for being older than me and being bald. You know, uh, doing the Watch complete it. opposite of respecting my elders. Yes, yeah. Jeremy, you know all about that. <laughs> and uh, you know. Just, just the banter that we had, you know, being down on the sideline and uh, every time Brock and, and Don up there talking about how nice and warm it was in the booth while I'm down there in one of the windy 30-degree <laughs> conditions in one of the Mac stadiums. You guys know how it is. Yeah. So, I mean, the banter that we had back and forth was just phenomenal. And, you know, I hope that CMU fans really took advantage and understood how passionate Don was about the broadcast, how much it meant to him, how much CMU meant to him. I mean, he gave his heart and soul and he, he, he did it for basketball. He did it for football. And I mean, he, he's been the voice. You, you go back this entire decade, starting in 2010 to 
you know, closing it out here in 2019, Don has been on the mic for so many big games, you know, at Oklahoma State, who who could forget yep. that one? One of the one of the best upsets in, in Central Michigan history. I mean, you know, a, a comeback win against Western Michigan in just horrible conditions a couple of years right. ago in Kalamazoo. I mean, some of the games that he called and, you know, described to the listeners, you know, those, those, are, those memories will live on forever. And, you know, Central Michigan Athletics will never be Central Michigan Athletics without Don Shadow. He will always be remembered and he'll always be there. Yep. And I know wherever he, he is right now, you know, he'll be looking down on us on, on Saturday and wishing the best for all of us. So, um, yeah, you know, we, prayers we, out to him and his family. And Yeah. And, and the CMU family and all you guys, I know it's got to be a difficult time as you guys prepare for this championship game to just be hit with that. You, you just, you never expect it. And, um, it's, it's unfortunate and heartbreaking. And, uh, again, our, our thoughts with, with all of you guys and his family. So, um, yeah, no, we appreciate it guys. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get into some football. Yeah. Um, obviously an incredible year for you guys, eight and four after a, a one and 11 season last year. What's been the most impressive part of the uh, turnaround for you? Let me ask you something. Did you guys think uh, Central Michigan was going to be playing in this game when you started preparations back in July at Media Day? Because I don't um, think anybody did. No, <laughs> we don't vote. Yeah, we don't vote. Yeah, all, that's true. All of our good. teams have an equal chance at Media Day. Very good answer. So we never, uh, we never go down that road. Uh, but you know, if you look at the records from the past year, and you get a first-year head coach, you don't know what's going on. At yeah. that school with different players. Uh, transition, so, yeah. Yeah, the transition. So, clearly, if you're looking at that, um, yeah, you, no. you don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. you don't know. And we know it's been well documented in a lot of articles, the you know, the dead last sign and, and getting picked. And uh, I know coaches a lot of times say that, you know, preseason polls don't mean anything. Uh, but I don't necessarily always buy that because I think it could be an incredible – motivation tool through throughout the season but yeah to you what has been that most impressive thing of, of them turning this thing around and, and getting to the championship game I mean just the the steps that they've taken I mean and guys you know we're Central Michigan fans you know watching and trying to cover and call the games all year myself Don Brock and everybody else that that comes and covers this program and you know, it was tough to watch last year. They just they didn't put it together. You could tell that they weren't disciplined. Things got out of hand. There were there were fights going on in that Toledo game and mm-hmm. what was a blowout last year. And then after that, you know, um, unfortunately, you got to make a change at the coach. And you know, you're kind of in this spot wondering what's going to be next. This is a Central Michigan football that's had historically good success, but it, it it had been a while. You know, going back to 2009 and Dan Lefevre and Antonio Brown and you know, here comes Jim McElwain. What a great hire by Michael Alford. He got that tremendously correct, uh, hit the nail on the head. And, you know, from his opening press conference, he said, I, I went in, I talked to the guys, and, you know, I could tell right away that this, this group needs some discipline. He came in and inserted that mentality, and, and these guys bought in. I mean, to go from 1-11 last year and for some of these seniors that are a part of this group and juniors that – endured basically an entire new coaching staff. I mean, Tavita Thompson, the tight ends and tackles coach, is the only guy that came back from last year's staff. And this group bought in, and they just kept taking steps forward. I mean, they got blown out at Wisconsin. They go to Western Michigan and, you know, lose the devastating game there where they they turned the football over and didn't take advantage of a couple of opportunities. And then, you know, they go to Buffalo and turn it over multiple times and 
you know, they get down and lose that game. But through all of that adversity, you know, this team just kept getting better and better, and you could see it. And to watch what the offense did last year and the struggles they had to the offensive weapons that they developed this season. And, and you guys put out the Mac Awards yesterday. I mean, there's multiple guys yeah. on that offense that were a part of the team last year that are now getting recognized as some of the top players in the league. So I think just the way that you see a culture and what it was, and in less than, you know, 365 days, you know, McElwain was hired in December, this thing gets turned around and now it comes full circle that they're playing for a MAC championship game. It's just, it's mind boggling to think yeah. that this team was where it was last year and, and they've come this far. Well, you talked about a few of those, I mean, a few of those guys that made the all MAC teams yesterday. Can you talk about some of those guys like the uh, Khalil Pimpletons and, and those guys, what kind of impact have those guys made? Yeah, I mean, for sure, you got to start with Khalil Pimpleton. And he was a guy last year, guys, that the coaching staff was just raving about. I mean, the former coaching staff, man, we wish we could get him on the field. But, you know, we had to sit out because of the transfer from Virginia Tech. But, guys, you're going to see him on Saturday. And it's this little kind of jitterbug player. But, man, he is tough. He's a stud. This team does – yeah, he does does a great job of of making critical catches. But – he also is out there blocking for his teammates. He brings a ton of energy. I mean, Coach McElwain has said it a ton of times. If, if you're having a bad day or you're down, the one person he wants to go talk to is Khalil Pimpleton because he's just full of energy. He's a positive individual, and he's been excellent. You know, he, he's very reminiscent of, of uh, Antonio Brown back there receiving punts. I mean, he took one back against Toledo. It, it unfortunately got called back, but I think he's leading the, the league in punt return yardage. I mean, he does it in so many different ways, and – you know, Jonathan Ward, you go to him next, yep. a guy that was a thousand yard back a couple of seasons ago last year with the struggles offensively. You know, he had like 200, 300 yards. He puts that season behind him. It's his senior year. He's fighting a shoulder injury throughout the season, and the guy gets over a thousand yards. I mean, it's just like so many weapons have developed on this team. And it's, it's just amazing to see that they all came together and found this consistency and now are playing consistent football at a high level because we just didn't see this last year yeah you know on Saturday I'm sure you probably know but we sit here on Saturday and follow all the games in our office and cut clips and social media stuff and it feel I feel like every time the Chippewas were on and we you know you're watching six games at a time so someone's shouting out like oh look at that play look at that touchdown right I feel like it was right. always I know he only scored uh, six touchdowns on the year Six is a lot. <laughs> but it, I feel like every time there's a big play, it's like, oh, Khalil Pimpleton. Like, the the amount of times that name was said yeah. uh, this year during the regular season in this office was incredible. So he's clearly meant a lot, and that's not to, you know, you have someone on, on the other side in Ja'Cory Sullivan that, uh, you know, is, is no slouch either. Uh, so those guys, your receiving core, Jonathan, like you said, and, and Quinton, what, what's Quinton meant to this team? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Ja'Cory Sullivan, too. I mean, talk, talk about, you know, plucking a couple of the best players in Muskegon high school football history. Both guys come here to Central Michigan. That's a dominant program in the state of Michigan. And to have both of them succeeding, you know, out of the Big Reds program to what they are at Central Michigan, it's it's been fantastic. And, and Quinton, you guys know the story. It's, it's been up and down with the quarterback play. You know, yeah. it started with Quinton. He gets injured at Wisconsin, and David Moore steps in. He starts to find a rhythm, and then, unfortunately, he fails a drug test and is suspended the rest of the year. And it's like, okay, Quinton, you got to step back in. And against New Mexico State was that first game he came back in. And, you know, even though New Mexico State has struggled, 
Quinton didn't look sharp in that game. He wasn't himself. You could tell he was rusty. But, again, each game he kept getting better and better and more consistent. And we talked about this with, with Don and Brock. And, you know, the key for Quinton is this, this offense and this coaching staff just doesn't ask him to do too much. You know, he's kind of like a game manager. He makes the plays when they need be. This offense is, is a well-oiled machine when they're balanced, when they're running the football, when they're throwing, when they're in front of the chains, you know, just like any offense would be. So I think that's been his best quality is, is bringing that kind of leadership role. You know, he's an older guy that went to Tennessee. It didn't work out. He went to Houston. It didn't work out. He comes up to Central Michigan in his last opportunity. He's a guy that's married. I mean, he's, you know, he's older than the majority of the players that are on this team. And, and some of his past experiences, you have to think, have helped you know, keep that locker room tight-knit and continue to persevere throughout what that locker room went through a season ago, you know, to turn around and, and get to this point. You have to think he's a big part of it. And, uh, you know, he's he's gotten better and better every week. And uh, you're hoping that that continues again on Saturday and he puts in another good performance against the Red Hawks. And, and I don't want to you know, go back on the quarterbacks, but you guys have a, a, a former quarterback who played quarterback last year and now has moved yeah. to tight end in Tony Poljan. Like what, I mean, to make that switch, what is, what has that meant to the offense? I mean, just to, to pick up a guy that has that much, you know, versatility, I guess, to the offense, what does that mean? Well, Eric, he's finally playing in the spot that he needed to play in. When he was recruited, everybody wanted him as a tight end. I mean, you're talking power five schools. Michigan State wanted him at tight end. Nebraska wanted him at tight end. There were a couple other big schools. The only school that gave him a scholarship to play quarterback was Central Michigan, hmm. and they gave him a shot. They knew that he played it down in Lansing in high school, and it, it didn't work out for him. You know, he tried it last year, and uh, he, he was a very good runner in high school because of his size, and uh, I think a lot of that was the reason he had so much success. And it's like, okay, if, if he can't work out at quarterback, this guy is still a freakish athlete. Um, we've had NFL scouts at our games this year. They know what his potential could be. And, you know, he's flourishing in that position that a lot of coaches sought him out for after high school, that tight end spot. And I tell you what, he's, he's been a huge weapon. Like the one game he missed because of injury was Buffalo. And, you know, they didn't look themselves. Sure, they turned it over. But that's the last loss this Chippewa team has had. And since he's been back in the lineup, you know, big catches, uh, run smooth for such a big guy, a good blocker. And I really think, guys, being a quarterback last year and kind of going through the offense, I know it's a completely different offense this year than what they ran last year, but that gives you that type of mindset of what it's like and you know how to be cerebral in the offense when you're thinking like a quarterback. And now he takes that knowledge, and it's got to make it a lot easier yeah, as a tight totally. end. And he's just made it look effortless this year and he's a he's a great weapon out there for for the Chippewas offensively yeah I, I yeah there's no 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 doubt about it and that we can't wait to to see that offense and, and both teams coming into the game with uh really good stout defenses as well what what do you see we're not going to ask who you think is going to win because I think we kind of figure who, who we know who you're going to say <laughs> but what, you're going to get my biased opinion yeah yeah but yeah. well, we, we want it we want your bias what type of game do you see this playing out on Saturday do you see it being one of these maxion legendary back and forth games do you think the defenses clamp down uh, how how do you kind of see things happening on Saturday I think if Miami's going to win this game, I'll start with them, you know, going in as the underdog and really, wow, what a job. You know, everyone's praising Jim McElwain and, and what CMU has done. What an incredible job that Chuck Martin has done to, yeah. to finally get Miami, a, a program that hasn't been in this game since 2010, 
back in the mix. And, and guys, how often do you see a, a Mac East team clinch with two games to go? Yeah. Like that, that's yeah. unheard of for right. that to happen. And, uh, you know, they, they clinched a couple weeks out and they've just, they've not listened to the noise. You know, they, they've been the underdog in most of their games, you know, at Ohio and uh, playing Buffalo and, you know, every week it seems like they just continue to win and they just kept surprising us. And you, you check the box scores every week. It's like, man, they won again. Yeah. Um, so I think for Miami though, with, with CMU's offense right now, I, I think central Michigan's offense is, you know, clicking right now as, as tops in the league. I think the stats are, are backing that up that they are one of the best offenses for Miami. I think they got to create turnovers and, and they got to find a way to stop this offense from rolling um and the one thing that the red hawks are great at is special teams i mean shoot they blocked two punts in a row against ball state on the road that completely changed that first half and jim McElwain has been extremely complimentary of them being the best special teams uh squad in the mid-american conference and and jeremy you already you already hit on it their defense is excellent so for miami i think they need that ugly sort of turnover prone let's get some stops defensively let's make some some plays in the special teams for them to win it um you know guys my, my opinion certainly is biased but it, to me if, if central michigan's offense continues to roll the way that it's done since the second half at ball state which is the last 10 quarters you know they're going to be tough to stop and yeah. um this to me looks like it, it could be on paper with the stats and everything and, and what central michigan has done this could be a 10 to 14 point game in favor of cmu but the mac championship game and yeah. i mean shoot Go yeah. back to last year. Buffalo looks like they have that game in hand, and here comes NIU, and they steal that one at the end. It's just like you never know what's going to happen, yeah. but you certainly know that each team is going to come ready to play in the MAC championship, especially when these programs haven't won this game in nearly a decade, you know, 2010 and 2009. So, right. you know, ultimately I think I think it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a close game, but, you know, if CMU, again, hangs on to the football and, and doesn't turn it over, I think they've got a great shot to win. Well, Adam, we can't let you leave without uh, mentioning that, <laughs> that you are uh, no slouch in the podcast game yourself. Um, yeah. You host the Fly the Sea uh, podcast that has 30 episodes now, I believe. Wow. What's, 30 uh, on the dot. Look yeah. at you doing your homework. Uh, yeah, you know. I yeah. think that, what's this for us? 10, 11? Yeah, 11, I think maybe. we just hit double digits. This might, I don't know. You guys are going to catch, you guys are going to pass uh, me and make yeah, me look we, bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> well you know, know, two times a week, you know, we bring, we bring it. Um, what's the best piece of podcast advice you have for us? Man, I think, uh, I think the best advice is just have fun. Like people yeah. want to be entertained. As you know, it's a, it's an entertainment business, whether you're doing broadcasting or podcasting or calling a game or doing a talk show and have fun with it. I know you guys, you guys have great personalities, you know, Eric and, and Jeremy, I've known you guys for a long time. And, uh, I think the Mac does a tremendous job. And, uh, you know, I think that's the, that's the most important thing is engage your listeners, have fun with it because man, we're talking sports. What, yeah. what else beats, you know, getting an opportunity to talk sports and then go to championship games. Like, you know, we're all going to witness on Saturday at Ford field. It's just like, Nothing beats that. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the thing that we're finding probably the most difficult is that you know you're at a conference office. We're we're not able to give many opinions here. Uh, sure. Clearly, like when you asked at the start of, about the preseason poll, I mean, <laughs> you know, you're you're very political, which is is maybe something you that we're be. just going to have yep. to be uh, a, a little uh, conscious about uh, while we do this. But I think. As we grow this, uh, we're looking to have a lot of fun with it and bring on some special guests. And we're going to bring our equipment to uh, Detroit. So 
Uh-oh. You know, maybe maybe we'll have a, a emergency uh, podcast following emergency? the game. C. Wow. <laughs> Guys, you know I'll be ready. Yeah, Especially yeah. If the maroon and gold comes on top, I'm willing to come back on if you'll have me. Well, again, we to, for yeah. for those listening, uh, yeah, check out Adam's uh, podcast, uh, Fly the Sea. Uh, a lot of great stuff. Uh, they they broke down the game earlier this week with Steve Baker, who we just had on, and and uh, for any Chippewa fan out there, uh, a great place to go. And Adam does a great job. And again, man, we we're looking forward to seeing you up in Detroit. And uh, yeah, I mean, safe yeah, travels yeah, yeah, safe travels. Yeah, we'll see you up there. Yeah, we'll 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 get together. And I know you're going to be. How many episodes have you listened to our podcast? <laughs> You know what, guys? Uh, I, I've been pretty busy. I, I'm going to use a little bit of the excuse here with it being crossover basketball, football month. Uh, so I, I got to hit subscribe, and I'm going to have some catching up to do. But let me tell you something. I've got a two-and-a-half early yeah, drive. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Coming up to Detroit on Saturday morning, and uh, I might need to just get a little bit more prepared, hear from Steve, hear from yeah. you guys. And uh, I'll catch up on the podcast there, but but trust me, I know this is right up there in the MAC, if not the best podcast uh, <laughs> by a conference in the Mid American Conference, yes. and it's hosted by you guys. Yes. So well this, done. This is the best podcast coming out of this office. Yeah, uh, there's no question about <laughs> yeah. it. You guys do a tremendous job, and, and no one, no one can touch you. No, no one in this no. office is competing <laughs> with us. That's for sure. Well, well, we look forward to seeing you, buddy, and uh, thanks for joining us. And, again, our, our sympathies to, to everyone once again. But uh, I know uh, those guys on the team and the coaching staff and the athletic department, they're, they're all thinking of Don, and they'll, they'll be playing for him on Saturday as well. So uh, we, we look forward to seeing you up at Ford Field. Yeah, there's no doubt. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you down there on Saturday. Can't wait for it. Sounds, Sounds good. good, buddy. Thanks. Once again, we want to thank Steve Baker from Miami University and Adam Jackson from Central Michigan University for joining us. Again, a, a very tough uh, 24 hours. Uh, for both of them. Yeah, for yep. both of them. Both guys very tied to, to Don Chido. Uh, we send our sympathies to, again, his family, the Central Michigan family. And it, it sounds even from Steve. I mean, it's a it's a Mac loss. Oh, absolutely. It's a guy who, who loved this conference and uh, loved what he did and loved the Chippewas. And, again, they'll – They'll be playing for him on Saturday. Uh, I'm sure that whole team and everyone that he's come in comes into contact with. It sounds like from uh, especially yeah. talking with Adam and Steve, what he meant. Yeah, to not only that, he was just a a, a well respected guy. Yeah, it seems like, and yes. I I think like you said, anytime you lose a member of the Mac family, yep, it, it definitely hits home for yeah, everybody. Yeah, we, we feel it. We all so. feel it. I I he's been with Central doing his play by. Th- play thing for 10 years I've been here for yeah. all of them and yeah. uh, I've, I've gotten to know Don as well so again it, very tough news uh, the week of championship game but uh, you know it's, it sounds like even from Steve and Adam that they're they're remembering like what you should be doing yeah those and great things about him and celebrating him so uh, that's what we're gonna choose to do as well um, great stuff from both of those oh, guys man those guys <laughs> really really know their stuff man. they know their stuff it's way awesome. better than us yes <laughs> yes but we that's t- what that's why we bring them on yeah, that's the whole point we we told you in the beginning that these guys knew their stuff about both teams and they did not disappoint no uh, i'm ready i'm you ready? ready yeah i'm ready man I'm ready for this game uh yeah, we, we will load up the car, like we said. Uh, we have all of our information now that we got from those yep, guys. Yep. And uh, 
I could I feel like I could talk about both teams at length. Yeah, man. Well, I'm looking forward to getting to Detroit and just being there and, and watching the game already. Yeah, we're gonna bring our podcast stuff. Yep, hopefully. Right? Yeah. We're gonna load it in the car. Yeah. We could we why could, not? As long as we have a plug, we can go. Well, yeah, maybe we uh do it on the road. A spur of the moment. Yeah. The the car I get might have a plug in it. I oh. think we could just do it in the car. I think that would be unsafe. Uh you just Put the microphone up to me. Yeah. No. No, I don't think no, so. No, I don't. I don't think it, we could do like a karaoke episode. Yeah. 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 I, I'm a big karaoke guy. Yeah. If you, do you have a go-to song. Um. No, I kind of just whatever I'm feeling that night. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's a local bar in Lakewood that that does good, great karaoke every night. Karaoke. I would definitely go the country route because I feel like those yeah. songs are easier to sing. It's a lot easier to sing a country song at like a a dive bar like that. Like people kind of get into it, but. Well, yeah. on the way to Detroit, maybe we'll have a little yeah, karaoke. Yeah, why not? Let's we'll, do it. We'll, we'll let the people know how that goes. Maybe <laughs> some of our favorite songs. I'll, I'll put some out for you. I'll put I'll put a little EP together for you. Yeah, I love it. Tunes. I love it. <laughs> but uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this show. Again, you can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, just look up Call to Action, and you will find us. Uh, we are now in double digits of episodes. Hey. We, we are here, and... Uh, yeah, we're we're having a lot of fun doing this, and this week we knew it'd be fun listening to guys like Steve and uh, Adam. Um, I'm, I'm even more excited. Yep. I didn't think I could be more excited about the reinvigorated, game, but I am even more yeah. excited about this weekend's game. So, uh, don't forget to follow us at Call to Action on Twitter, as well as our Max Sports account for everything official coming from the conference. And make sure you uh, tune into the game this weekend. Tune uh, into the e- game. ESPN2 at noon on Saturday. Make sure you're tuned S- in. It should be a good one. Spoiler alert, this might not be the last show prior to the game. Oh, We'll see. You we'll never let know. You, we'll let you know. Until then, let's get some action. Get some action.